Welcome to the Your Destiny Podcast. You remember last week we talked about who am I and I showed you all those pictures of my wonderful family because um, I am wonderful and uh, you looked in the mirror and we talked about being God's masterpiece. Do you remember that? Yeah. And um, I, I asked you to think about um, what the painting did to deserve the title and of course the answer is nothing um just allow themselves to be created by the master and people who look at the masterpiece are drawn to know more about who painted it and um i we just i'm just going to develop that for a bit this morning um and and give you some more like little um, insights, things to think about in terms of, um, you know, when Jesus had a great conversation with the disciples and he said, who do people say I am? Are you familiar with that? That they have a conversation, you know, who, who do people say I am? And there's, oh, some say you're John the Baptist, some say this, some say that, some say... And then Peter says, you are the Christ. Um, And Jesus is really like, wow, well done, Peter. Because the thing thing that we, we will sort of dwell on, focus on constantly in this school, and I want you to focus on is this question, who am I? Who does God, my Father, say I am? Because the more we experience the truth of who we are, who God says we are, and therefore the invitation, by invitation who we can choose to believe we are, the more life becomes extravagantly wonderful. Because... We are just in a place of peace. Because, you know, if you were to go out into the street and do a survey and, and ask people if they are happy, just, you know, just in, in sale, excuse me, I've got a question for you. Are you happy? A lot of them will say no, and they'll give you reasons why they're not happy. And most of those reasons, when you if, you, if you had the opportunity to sort of take a bit of time to talk to them, would be to do with they're unhappy. They are, they are unhappy because they don't know who they are. And they're trying to be somebody else. You know, they want to be more like whoever. Um, and it's, 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 a, it's a wonderful journey that brave people go on to discover who they are. So we're going to look at it again today from another angle and pretend this is all news, okay? <laughs> it helps. It gets a bit drum, more dramatic if you, if you pretend like you've never, ever heard of what I'm about to talk about, all right? Okay, here we go. So, for the benefit of those listening on the podcast... <laughs> I have now put up a picture of a young lady um, walking down a street in a corduroy hat uh, with quite long hair and a nice jacket on. Uh, Does anybody know who she is? For the benefit of the tape, Rachel has put her hand up. (laughs) Rachel is now going to identify this young lady or attempt to identify this young lady. Kate Middleton. Okay, there you go, Kate Middleton. Okay, so what? <laughs> so what? Kate Middleton, Rachel Major, Beth Rayner, Andy Britton. So what? For the benefit of the tape. <laughs> I have now put up another picture. This is where podcasts just really don't work unless they're videos. 
And it is a picture of the said Kate Middleton at a wedding. And it's her wedding. And she's marrying this bloke who's got this weird red jacket on with a big blue stripe running diagonally from one shoulder around his waist. Um, Does anybody want to tell me who the man is in the picture? No, it's William. It is William, but it's not any old William, okay, or any young William. Prince William. Okay? So what? Okay? Kate Middleton is not now Kate Middleton. Well, she is, you know. She's still got a birth certificate that says Kate Middleton on it. However, she is now the Duchess of Cambridge. Okay? And she, by marriage, she has become part of our UK royal family. So what? (laughs) Well... It has implications for her, the extent of which she could not have dreamed of. Because I think I might have mentioned this before, you know, but normally the monarchy marries the monarchy, (laughs) right? But here, the monarchy married. The commoner. That's what we call, we're commoners. You know? All right, we're common. <laughs> right? But she ain't common anymore. Sorry, she is no longer common. One is no longer common. One is now royalty. Okay. What happened? It's a great question. It's a great question. She got married. Okay. Before she got married, what happened? What happened before that? Before she fell in love? Pardon? She saw him, yeah? What did you say, Camille? She was born, yeah, 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 yeah. All all great stuff, she... She's there, right? She chose a university to go to. Those are sort of, that's the backstory. But wow, this is this is re- okay. This is so incredibly complicated this morning. I just want to make sure you get it. What happened to her? She got chosen. He decided. As we say in Manchester, you'll do, love. (laughs) He chose her. I don't don't want to... It's a dangerous question because it might uncover wounds that you think you've dealt with. Okay. But I was was really blessed um, when I was a kid. Because I've always been six foot one, right? I was born... This big. No, I'm joking. Right? Always been tall. Okay. So, we go to, like, school, primary school, and we play football, and you need a goalkeeper, don't you? Yeah? And nobody likes playing in goals, because everybody likes scoring goals. I always got picked first, because a six foot one, you can... So I get picked and told, you can play in goals. <laughs> so I always got picked first. I, it, was, it was never, you know, it was never an issue. But have you ever been, you just go away and think about this. Don't, don't tell me now. <laughs> ever been in that situation where, you know, we're playing friends. We're all out there, right? We're going to have two teams. We're going to play whatever we're going to play. 
Right, okay, you're the captain, you're the captain, right, and you pick, you pick, you pick, you pick, you pick, you pick. And it's just a train wreck, isn't it, waiting to happen. Because sooner or later, there's going to be the one that nobody wants on their team. (laughs) Who's probably going to run home snivelling to mother that once again, nobody picked me. Nobody likes me. Nobody, 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 right? Because if they did, I wouldn't be stood here on my own, in the mud, in the rain. What, do you know? Hopefully, it never, it's never happened to you, right? But there's just something about being chosen or not being chosen. <laughs> um, or feeling that you don't deserve to be chosen. Or having reasons why you know you won't be chosen. Okay? However, most of those reasons, speculations you have, you haven't discussed with the person who's doing the choosing, have you? Just, just you know, let's play that scenario out a minute. So we've got these, we've got this big bunch of people. We've got the class out in the um, on the playing field, and the teacher says, "Right, we're just going to play all in, whatever. You can be captain. You can be captain." The captain then doesn't go and discuss with you the ten reasons why he's not going to pick you, does he? So where do you get your ten reasons from? Why do I say that? I say that to say this. You've no idea what's going on in the, in the mind of the one who's doing the choosing. <laughs> okay? And you need to know the God of creation chooses you. Chooses you. And you've no idea why. You get to know why, right? But he ain't thinking about any of the things that you're thinking about that are the reasons why he's not going to choose you, okay? Okay. He chose me, and as one of you said, I fell in love. You see, now you think, oh, gosh. Come on, I've, I've, I've paid all this money. I've come to this school. I want some meat. Teach me, you know. Help me get a grip of life. You know, I want to know how to overcome. Fall in love. No, you don't understand. I need to know how to fight. Fall in love. I want to, you know, give the devil one. Fall in love. <laughs> The answer, fall in love. You know, one of the most profound things I ever heard in my entire Christian life, bless him, and I hope I remember it till the day I die, was when John Arnott came to Manchester, did this big meeting in Manchester, and at the end of it gave, gave an invitation, anybody who wants to know Jesus, ding, 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 and loads of people come forward, yes, I want to know Jesus, I want to know Jesus. And he says to him, now go fall in love. And it's like, uh, you know, depend, you know, probably, <laughs> sorry, that, does that translate? Because um, you may or may not have a natural experience of that. And it may or may not be positive. Okay. But whatever it's like, it's nothing like falling in love. With the one who chose you. Okay? Fall in love. Now, I want to... I want to say something else at this point. We're not going to get more pictures of our wedding out. As wonderful as it was. Okay? But... Sharon and I... I don't know at what point you would say we started falling in love you know it's like you your friends and then it you know for us it was quite a sedate 
you know, it took quite a bit of time, didn't it? The relationship grew. Uh, yeah, we were we were very very shy, and um, you know, it took a while to get you know to move it to holding hands, and uh, <laughs> so I don't know where on that timeline I would say oh, I'm in love. You know, it's like, I don't know, I like being with you and you seem to like being with me and ding, ding, ding. And, and that, that grows and develops and we did fall in love. But you know, the beautiful thing is, and this, you know, I, I don't apologize. We say in English, it sounds very cheesy. Okay. You familiar with that phrase, Nicola? Okay. Um, how would you explain that in German? Um, if something is, you know, cheesy, it's like, some people would think it's it, but sentimental yeah okay I make no apology for the fact that I am still falling in love and the amazing thing about love is you, you know like do you do you love your dad 50% you don't do you you're like oh I Oh, you were really horrible to me yesterday. So your love, your love thing, you know, I'm only going to love you 20% today, Frank, because, you know, what you said yesterday. No, when we love, we just love, don't we? We just love. It's 100%, um, hopefully, because God loves us 100%. And uh, invitation is... Let's allow ourselves to be loved and fall in love. Okay. So, what are the consequences for Kate Middleton of falling in love? There are loads of consequences, all right? She gets to live in a big house. She gets servants. She gets people who sort of bow when she walks in the room, you know. Because she's royal. What did she do to become royal? She fell in love. Right? Fall in love. I just... It's going to sound like a broken record. <laughs> Fall in love. Right? She became royal by falling in love. Fell in love with a royal, married him, made her a royal. She is royal. And you can I mean, I cannot imagine the life, um, you know, she lives now. I mean, if you've been following them recently on, you know, on the news, they're in, uh, they're in India at the moment and Bhutan and they're visiting all these places. And, you know, in, in one sense, it's quite a challenging life because, you know, you, you never get any privacy and all that. But um, you get to do some cool stuff <laughs> as a royal. Um, she has a new family. Okay. By marriage. You know. Our daughters just got married last year, and um, we have a—you know—we all have a new family now. Williams family, uh, you know, it's a—it's great. Now look at this. For the benefit of the tape, we are now looking at a picture of the royal family. So the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge are sat um, with their two children. And um, the Queen, surrounded by other members of the, their families. She has a new family. She can call the Queen of England mum. Ha! Ha! Do you think she does? You know, when they, when they, get, when they come down for breakfast at Balmoral... 
you know, that fancy house in Scotland that they go to at, at Christmas. And uh, they come down, you know, and they've got their eggs benedict or whatever. And, and it's like, you sleep all right last night, mum? <laughs> Who would talk like that to the queen? Answer, her kids. So, you know, it's not rocket science. Our dad's the king. How do we talk to him? All right, dad. What's in store today, dad? What are we going to do today, dad? And um, I don't know whether God's like this. I suspect he is. Okay. But I'm just going to put my own little twist on it at this point. We're going to Edinburgh on Thursday. And we're going to hang out with uh, our grandson, Reuben. And we've just been in America hanging out with our grandson, Trace. And as granddad, my only goal is to enjoy enjoy doing whatever they want to do. Because it's what makes me happy. I don't expect them to do stuff I want to do. I don't expect them to be able. You know, I mean, Ruben's three. My golf clubs are too big for him. Okay, there's no point. Come on, Ruben, I'd really love to go and play golf. How's that working? It's not really working very well. Well, Ruben, what would you like to do? I'd like to go to Gambardo's, which is a play area, you know. Okay, let's go to Gambardo's. And I run around in the ball pool at Gambardo's. Because that's what he wants to do. And God, your dad, is not too busy to play with you. Okay? He is not too busy to play with you. All right? I, you know, where's your theology for that? It's, it's in here. It's in my heart. Because if, if I know how much it pleases me to receive and give love to my kids and grandkids, how much more does it please my Father in heaven? Okay, another consequence of this picture, a generational consequence. Okay, it's not rocket science, but we're trying to keep it really clear. William and Kate are in love. Okay, and when people are in love, things happen. Babies, (laughs) right? Babies. And the little boy on the seat... whose name is George. Will one day be king. What did George do to deserve that promise? As I said last week, diddly squat. <laughs> Not a lot. (laughs) Nothing. He is the fruit of his parents' intimacy. Hi, my name's George. Can you imagine? You know, I think he started nursery. You know, and I I, I wouldn't begin to... to, uh, to 
know what on earth conversation is like at nursery. But can you imagine what, him walking into nursery and your kid's at nursery and your kid comes home and says, I met this kid today, Dad. He said his name was George. And he said something really weird. Oh, what was that, son? He said, um, I'm going to be king one day. <laughs> Can you imagine? Your kid's in nursery with George. Because I think he does go to a, like a, 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 what's the word, conventional. You know, it's not a private, you know, it's not a, it's not a nursery just for kids who are one day going to become king. All right, that's a fairly select group. Um, but George is a prince. <laughs> Born a prince. And we are princes and princesses. And, you know, the, the terminology sometimes gets a bit confusing, you know, because there's so many descriptions of, you know, the Bible describes our relationship with God in so many different ways. Um, but I quite like that idea. <laughs> Don't you? And he's not running round. It's really obvious, but I need, you know, sometimes you need to say, it. he's not running round, earning the right to be a prince. He's like, not like having to behave in order to be a prince. He is a prince, and therefore he behaves well some days and not so well other days. But it doesn't stop him being a prince. Because that's determined by who made you. And I know you know, but I think I know, and then something happens and I realise I don't know as I don't know it as well as I thought I did. Because, you know, stuff you do life, don't you? Okay. So for Kate Middleton, one day, she'll be the queen. Present queen turns 90 very soon. And bless her, just, I don't know how long she'll have to keep going or whatever. And the big debate is, will Charles, her son, have a go? Or will Charles say, you know what? I'll let William do it. We'll see, won't we? That'll all happen, you know, certainly in the next 20 years. Um, she will become queen. What did she do? What did she do in order for that to happen? I fell in love. So you're going to, I fell in love. Right? She fell in love. So if you want to live in the reality of who you are, just keep falling in love. Keep falling in love with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Don't leave any of them out. Go for all three. You know, because we talk about falling in love with Jesus. Don't, oh, yeah, falling in love. And we sing lots of songs about falling in love with Jesus. All right. Fall in love with all three of them. I know there's three in one and one in three, and we'll have a discussion another week about the Trinity, but... It just, when I discovered that, and, and we've done Father Heart, haven't we? So when I discovered that Dad loved me, and it wasn't just because Jesus had saved me that Dad was going, oh, all right then. Um, no, he really, really loves you. They all do. Okay. Keep falling in love. So, seems we've now reached quarter to 11, it's high time I gave you some biblical verse, some verses from the said book, all right, to help. Ready? Oh yeah, sorry, there's another slide just appeared. 
My son is an heir to the throne. Okay, in the Amplified Bible, Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 5 says this. Why don't we read it all together? Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated, sanctified you to myself as my own. Jeremiah 1, 5. Hi, Phil. Sorry? You got your week mixed up. great to have you Phil we're talking about being chosen Um, so it's interesting to me to to think for a second about this concept of before when God is outside time okay God has you know eternal Everlasting, always has been, is now, ever will be. So where is before with God? (laughs) I was like, um, can't quite work that out. But to help us gain some understanding, you know, because we are for the moment trapped in a finite body. And it's great. I love my body. Um, And I also love the day when I won't be trapped in it anymore. (laughs) Um, but for now I love being trapped in it because it's just awesome because God created it so before we were formed he knew us he approved of us as his chosen instruments are you musical okay Let's all right. Let's just let's just play a game. If you were an instrument in the orchestra, which one would you be? Sorry, double bass. Okay, I'd be a trumpet. Anybody else? Trumpet. The violin. Wow, that's very brave. Lone violins are like, ah. <laughs> when they played well, yeah. <laughs> Vanessa May or what's that? What's that bloke? Um, Nigel. Never mind. Anyway, what instrument would you be, Nicola? Violin. Okay, we've got two violins. Phil, are you picking a... Piano, right, oh, very good. Beth? Saxophone, ooh, a nice, ooh, smooth saxophone. Sharon? The flute, okay. Me, trumpet. (laughs) Trumpet. (laughs) But, you know, we're just going to sort of walk down a, a side road for a minute. Um, it's 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 important to realise that God God chooses you, chooses everybody, and I love the picture of uh, being an orchestra. If you're not into orchestral music, really sorry because it doesn't work for you. But the people who write orchestral music, particularly, are so skillful to know how the different sounds will fit together um it's just it's stunning and and we as a group of people we're a little group of instruments and we together make a sound that god really likes listening to our lives we do community we're playing a song it's a love song. Right? My chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my 
thought you were born. God said, you're mine. You see, you think, hmm, it doesn't feel like that. Well, as I've said before, and I'll say again, the truth does not become true when you believe it. It's out there. You just discover, oh, wow. I never knew that. Okay. He chose you. The invitation to us is fall in love. We're talking about falling in love. Okay. It's real deep theology. Passion translation of John fifteen sixteen says, you didn't choose me. I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world and bear fruit. Now, years and years and years, read that verse and got really like, ah, all consumed with trying to bear fruit. I need to bear fruit. I need to bear fruit. And it goes on from there, you know, fruit that will last. And it's like, oh, God help me, because I can't see any fruit. And even the fruit I can see, it doesn't seem to be lasting, you know. Oh, and I'm like, oh, God, 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 you must be so disappointed with me, you know. Where are my disciples? Okay. Um, but we got some fruit over there. And we're some bananas and some grapes. Hopefully it'll last. <laughs> well, it will. But again, really, really obvious. How hard did it try to be fruit? It didn't, did it? It just happened to grow on a vine or on a banana tree. The fruit appears. Okay, the tree produces the fruit. Okay. He is producing fruit in us. Okay. He's chosen us. And as long as we keep falling in love, we'll produce fruit. You might feel it's a slightly inappropriate analogy, but like I've just said, William and Kate fell in love. And the fruit of that, George. And George's sister, Charlotte. Okay. So I'm just, this is it. This is a lovely verse. The New English translation of Isaiah 61 verse 3. You will be called oaks of righteousness, trees planted by the Lord to reveal his splendor. So, you know, just that bearing fruit, that, that whole plant imagery there. I am an oak of righteousness. That's the name given to me. One of the names given to me. We were talking about names earlier on. Innocent. Little lamb. What did your name? What does your name mean, Nicola? To overcome. To overcome. overcome. Nicola, the overcomer. Right. I am an oak of righteousness. What have I done to deserve that? I fell in love. God gave me that name. I'm one of his oaks. And the result of me being an oak is people see how splendid God is. <laughs> people look at you and think, 
God is really splendid. And you think, how is that possible? Well, I think it's possible because we fell in love. (laughs) And I'm just going to keep saying it. Fall in love. Keep falling in love. You will reveal the splendor of the king. And the last verse. There's a translation of the Bible called Names of God. That's why it says Nog after 1 Peter 2, 9. All right, it's not just a like weird little phrase. Names of God. Different translations. I love the different translations. You get a, you get a richness of, of what God is saying through the different translations. And it's not that I search around for a translation till I find the one that I can make a point with. Um, but I do love this. Let's read this together. However, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people who belong to God. You were chosen to tell about the excellent qualities of God who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You think, oh, that sounds a bit like do, 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 do. I've been chosen to tell people about the excellent qualities of God. Well, my advice to you, if you want to know how to do that, is fall in love. Keep falling in love. I don't know why I'm doing it in a high voice. Fall in love. Right? I have been chosen. You have been chosen. You have been chosen. You got picked. You got picked. You're on his team. You're part of his family. Whatever terminology, phrase we want to use. Okay? And it got nothing, it's nothing to do with whether you deserve to be picked. Alright? I love, this is going to sound a bit weird, right? Okay. But I love the terminology that works in English. I don't know whether it translates into German. Okay. But we just had a, a big horse race in this country. Okay. Just a couple of weeks ago. It's called the Grand National. Right. So horse racing, famous. All right. And whether or not we agree with gambling, okay, lots of people like to have a, have a gamble, place a bet on a horse in the Grand National, all right? And most of the people who do that do it once a year. They have no idea, you know, it's like no clue as to what's going on, right? Um, but they pick one. And we have this great term in, in, to, do with, to do with racing, right? That horse, a lot of people fancy that horse. Right? They like it. Fancy. And, 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 you know, I really fancy you. Okay, it's a, it's a, it's a term of um, love. <laughs> Quite coarse, but I really fancy you. All right. <laughs> um, I really fancy fish and chips as well, but it's, it's slightly different. You know, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not in love with fish and chips. But what happens is, before this race, um, uh, they, they, uh, the people who take the bets, uh, and, um, the bookmakers, they decide how much money they're going to pay you back if your horse wins. Those are the odds, okay? And the more people who bet on a horse, the lower the odds are, all right? Because lots of people think this one's going to win. And the one, you know, the one that most people put the most money on is the favourite. And it's highly fancied, okay? A lot of people choose it. Okay? But they haven't a clue about the horse's qualities. 
They've no idea if the horse is any good. Most of them, all right. And very and and sometimes the favourite wins, and sometimes the favourite doesn't win. All right. But the people who know right, how, who who you know, pay attention, they do some research into the qualities of the various horses. Most obvious one is, has it ever won a race? Has it won a race this long, jumping over fences this big, right? And you, you learn about the qualities of the horse, and then you decide whether or not you're going to invest your precious pound <laughs> on, on it winning. Now, why do I say that? I say this. I say that. I say this. God has chosen you because he fancies you, right? Because you are full of his qualities. He has invested in you. You know, we read a verse a couple of minutes ago. Before I, knew, I, formed, before I formed you, so you are full of the qualities of God. God has invested himself in you and you're a winner you're a winner i'm a winner right he's chosen me i'm royal i'm holy I belong to god he's chosen me to tell about his qualities So I want you to be able to say to people, you want to know what God looks like? This is where you look. Right? You know, we sing that song. Um, he brought me into his banqueting place, you know, um, and there's a line in there. Uh, we believe the love of God in this place. We receive your goodness. We believe your grace. We delight ourselves. At your table in God. You do all things well. Just look at our lives. And I want to say. I can see. God does all things well. By looking at your life. Nicola. Because he formed you. Chris, Camille, Sharon, Timo, Andy. He chose you. And you fell in love. <laughs> All right? So it's no big, it, it, it's, as, we, as we say, it's not, we have a phrase in English, it's not rocket science. Some people would prefer it was rocket science, but it's not. You just keep falling in love with the one who chose you. And as a consequence, you will display his splendor. And God looks splendid today. When I look around this room. Okay? I want you to know that. A man upstairs is speaking to you. Except he's not upstairs, is he? Right? Hello, my little splendid ones. What would you like to play today? <laughs> what should we play Phil what should we play Camille see because you can you can get stuck oh I need to work you know I need to oh, Jesus you know kids play right Jesus says unless you become like a child you never enter the kingdom 
So I'm not a big fan of you know, working. <laughs> I prefer playing. It's much more fun. I know, you know, that's I'm, I'm maybe dropping a few bombs there because, you know, there's a much bigger picture. But I want you to play. I want you to play. Choose a game. God, I'd really like to play. Whatever. And just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the fact that he chose you and continue to choose you. Continues to choose you. Okay. You're so amazing. You're really so amazing. Just stunning how amazing you are. Let's pray. God, Father, thank you. You chose us. We are yours. You've chosen us. And we just want to keep falling in love with you, Dad. We want to just be your kids. That's what we are. Pray that you'd help us see even more clearly the truth of who we are, our royalty, our righteousness, oaks of splendor, oaks of righteousness displaying your splendor, chosen people. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.